With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast, where we provide you with your weekly diagnosis of everything fantasy football. Whether it's season-long leagues, dynasty, DFS, or even IDP, we got you covered all season long. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast. This is episode 19. Once again, I'm John June. I got my guy, Greg Penman. Greg Penman. It's week five. Greg, what's good, man? What's good? I'm back. Let's do this. week five. Got a lot of storylines come through. Uh, let's get right to it. Yeah, man. So as we always do on this Saturday morning, let's jump right to the Thursday night game that we that we got the pleasure to watch. This was a good one, man. Uh, the over-under was 49 and a half or something to that effect, and we got a, a total of 59. The spread was one and a half in the, Ram, in the Seahawks' favor. The Seahawks end up winning by one point. Greg, did you see this game? Like, what did you make of it, man? Yeah, this was a really good Texas game. The Lions, um, the Eagles game the week before that, Eagles-Packers was a good one, but I think this one took that over the top a little bit. The plays that were made in this game were fantastic. The Tyler Lockett catch was crazy. The interception towards the end with the Seahawks was in, insane. It was a lot of good plays in this game. It was, it was, a, it was a great game. Yeah, no, most definitely. the the Just the back-and-forth nature of this game, it was great. Um, the fact that the, the Rams had the ball twice – with under three minutes left in the game, with a shot to potentially win it, I thought was was crazy. Um, yeah, no, Russell Wilson was phenomenal, phenomenal in this one. Uh, Tyler Lockett doing Tyler Lockett things. Uh, you know, four four targets, fifty one yards on four catches and a touchdown, and the touchdown was totally improbable. Um, <laughs> it was just a ridiculous play. Uh, but you know, my biggest takeaway is Chris Carson is a beast. <laughs> Um, the man is he is he's a monster. Yeah, I don't know if I'm a Rashad Rashad Penny owner. You just I guess you stash him, try to trade him to the Chris Carson owner because I don't see how Chris Carson's gonna give this job up if he keeps running like that. Yeah, the only way if the fumble situation, which I think he's cleaned up definitely for this game. So I mean, you, yeah, he ran so well. Just plays that started behind the line of scrimmage, he was able to get yardage on. Uh, he he ran very well, very powerful. Uh, and yeah, Jared Goff, that man loves Cooper Cup. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he's definitely the clear number one receiver in this offense. Uh, the guy to have, uh, if you had to choose between the three receivers, I think that was known after week two, but it's pretty solidified at this point. Yeah, definitely Cooper Cup is the way to go, which is, it's always funny how these things work out because pre-draft he was the cheapest one and he ends up being the most valuable now, right? So it's funny, but Robert Woods, I think his value goes up a little bit as we saw Brandon Cooks leave with a concussion. So if Brandon Cooks has to miss any time, um, that's more targets available. And at this point, I don't think Cooper Cup could take any more targets on. But uh, Robert Woods uh, definitely would would see an uptick in production. Another person who we saw get an uptick in production in the last two games, tight end Gerald Everett for the Rams. Uh, he had a big one this game. He had seven catches, 136 yards, and he nearly had a touchdown in this one. Did have a, a a costly drop that led to the terrific interception by the Seahawks. 
But uh, did you did you see his performance, Greg? And what'd you make of it? Yeah, definitely getting those in the middle throws that like Cooper Cup's getting. He he played very well. And you talked about how Brandon Cook is might be out with a concussion, so he might get a fair share of, like targets that uh, Brandon Cooks wasn't getting. Even though Cooks was only getting like under five a game, so I don't know if it really matters. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think it'll have more to do with how these guys are are lined up and what routes they're running, right? Maybe Robert Woods, maybe we see him running some of the deeper routes that Brandon Cooks was running. Um, you know, maybe take some of that on. Um, and then, yeah, I don't, we'll see. I don't, it'll be interesting to see how how it continues to trend going forward. But, you know, like I always say, Sean McVay is a smart coach. And um, I have faith, that he get him figured it, have faith in him to get it figured out. There's the way he got Todd Gurley figured out because – um, you know, the, the yardage isn't great, and this offensive line is terrible. People continue to say, I've seen it written, um, Todd Gurley can't move. And it's like, I'm not buying that, man. I, you know, nobody can move, you know, when you're getting, uh, you know, four defensive linemen in your lap once, you, once you're handed off the ball. Um, but the goal line carries were there. Uh, he was involved a little bit more in the pass game from early on in the game, not just when they were trying to come back. So that was that was encouraging for me to see. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm happy with Todd Gurley's usage. Also, the the lack of usage from Malcolm Brown, who got one touch in this one. So I think he's got three touches combined in the last three games or something like that, if I'm not mistaken. All right, so moving forward, let's cover these games, man. We got this this. Uh, you know, two teams on by this week. We got the Dolphins and uh, the Detroit Lions. So, it don't start those guys because you don't get any fancy points. Um, but the first game we got on Sunday, the 1 o'clock game, we got the 0-2-2 Arizona Cardinals traveling to Cincinnati to take on the 0-4 Cincinnati Bengals. This is a 47.5 point over-under according to FanDuel Sportsbook. With a, and the Bengals are three-point favorites. Greg, what do you got? Someone's going to win this game. Uh, I think I'm going to go with the Bengals at home. I think they get it done, get their first win of the season. Uh, I'm going to also take the over in this game. I think you know, it definitely has the potential to be a shootout. You were talking about early in the week, you know, two bad defenses um, that's going against each other. So I think it has some shootout potential. Uh, you're starting, you know, Andy Dalton. I mean, starting, you know, David Johnson, Fitzgerald, the receivers on the, the side of uh, the Cardinals. Um and, yeah, I think Kyler Murray and Andy Dalton both have uh, pretty good games coming into this. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm curious to see how the quarterback situation plays out. Um, you know, Kyler Murray, he's been steady all year. Um, I think through the pass attempts and the efficiency and the, the – the, I mean, he hasn't rushed a lot, but he's rushed in the last two games. So um, I think all there, all that combined is bringing you a nice steady floor. Andy Dalton on the other side um, – you know, he he doesn't bring a floor. It's just, you know, a ceiling and then a floor of, like, four, like we saw on, on Monday night. Um, but, you know, this game is in prime time. This game is not in prime time. Uh, this game is a high over-under. Both these defenses are bad. Both these offenses run at a fast pace. So I, I think Andy Dalton is streamable this week. Um, yeah, we could talk about more of that later in terms of his streaming potential. But, um I think the receivers are all useful in this game. Uh, the running backs, for sure. So, in terms of running backs, obviously Joe Mixon um, and David Johnson. In terms of the receivers on the on the uh, the Cincinnati side, you're going to start um, 
Tyler Boyd for sure. And then Auden Tate, I think, is interesting to me this week. And then on the on the Arizona side, Larry Fitzgerald, 100%. You have to start him. He's going to you know, gobble up all these targets in the middle of the field. But then it gets interesting from there. Which one of these Arizona receivers are you are you most excited or, I guess, looking to, to put in your lineup if you, if you need some help this weekend? Uh, I'm not sure if I'm ready, confident to start, like the Annie and the Isabella or uh, is Damari Bird playing? Yeah, he's out. This Demir, game. yeah, I don't know. It Demir said Bird. he he said it was they said it was questionable, but he didn't practice all week. Yeah, but, honestly, so I don't know. Yeah, besides the pass catchers of you know David Johnson himself as a pass catcher and Larry Fitzgerald, I'm not sure if I'm you know able to maybe Andy to Isabella if you want you know for a dart throw play, but uh, other than that, uh, I'm pretty cautious on all of them. Yeah, it's it's really tough. Uh, I mean, just because uh, there's probably better options in season long, I probably would go elsewhere. Um, but if you're playing DFS and you're trying to figure out which one of these guys is is going to be um, is going to have the best game, um, the the process that would lead me to believe that it would bro, it would, well in this offense it would probably be Trent Sherfield, um, and people are probably wondering who the hell is Trent Sherfield, <laughs> but he seemed to have filled in for Christian Kirk last week. He had three catches for 15 yards. Um, his snaps trended up last week. I believe that came with the injury, though, from Christian Kirk. Um, so he would probably be where I would go. If you wanted to go a little contrary and outside-the-box thinking, um, Keyshawn Johnson, um, he has been running 90 to 99% of the team's routes, but he plays primarily on the outside, so he doesn't get – He's not really involved in this offense, which is almost crazy. But as bad as this this Cincinnati defense is, you know, I wouldn't be surprised for any of these receivers to make plays. So, yeah, it's probably best that we avoid this situation. Um, Unless you really need the help, because this is not a bad game to target. What a high over-under, so close spread. It makes for a shootout. But moving forward, another game we might be anticipating a shootout. We've got the 1-3 and Atlanta Falcons traveling to... Houston to take on the two and two Houston Texans. We've got a fifty point over under. The Houston Texans are four point favorites. Greg, what do you got? Yeah, I'm gonna take the Houston Texans at home. I think it's gonna be a close game though. I think Texans only pull it out by three. So I'm gonna take a land on that spread. But uh I'm gonna take the Texans at home and I think that is gonna be uh under for the game. Um so over under that for the fifty point. Um really looking forward to seeing, you know, how the just these offenses play, you know, Devontae Freeman's getting a little stronger. He's running a little better, so I want to see if how his consistency is playing. And uh, D Hop, man, he's got it. You know, he's got the lights shining on him a little bit. He's coming off two straight, uh, you know, disappointing performances. How he's going to play in this game? Yeah, this game is going to. I'm calling. I'm taking the over here. I'm taking the Falcons to cover the spread. Like you said, I think this is a, a closer game, um, and then I'm taking Houston to win it outright yeah this game is going to be interesting um Deshaun Watson he's got to take advantage of this really really bad Atlanta defense we've seen how bad it was just to start the year but they're even worse without Keanu Neal so that's going to be one we continue to target but as we've seen before with Atlanta um if you're going to target Atlanta's defense that means their offense has to come out swinging so um I expect a shootout here this Texans defense is beatable through the air especially so um, I, I'm expecting Julio to have himself a game in this one, too. Um, you start your 
I know Calvin Ridley's been disappointing because it's been, you know, Calvin Ridley or Muhammad Sanu. Um, you know, if you have a safer option, maybe you don't go Calvin Ridley just because we want to see how his 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 snap distribution goes and the, and the routes and things like that. But um, if if you need, you know, if you need some some boom in your lineup, you need some juice. Um, Calvin Ridley would for me would probably be one of the ways I go because you got a high over under here, um, you know, in a game that could shoot out. So I think Calvin Ridley. I you know I always say this. I like Calvin Ridley. I just wish the Falcons liked him just as much as I do. Yeah, we just I need that consistency from him. You know, it's continuing from last year what he was doing. He'll have you know four two great games, but then two single digit games. It's, you know, not what you really need for fantasy season long. But uh, yeah, we'll see if he can get back on track. Yep, no, most definitely. So moving forward, we've got the got the Baltimore Ravens, two and two Baltimore Ravens traveling to Pittsburgh to take on the one one and three Pittsburgh Steelers. This is a forty four point over under. The Ravens are three and a half point favorites. Greg, what do you got? Uh, this is gonna be a good one here, divisional and AFC North classic game right here. Uh, I'm gonna take the under in this game. I just think it might be a little rough. They these two teams. Don't like each other at all. Don't care who's playing on the opposite sides. Um, also taking the uh, spread of the the Ravens on the, sorry the Steelers on the spread. I think it's also going to be a three point game. Um, you're starting Lamar Jackson, Mark Ingram, James Conner, Marquise Brown. You know all your Ravens. Mark Andrews, uh, Juju Smith. I think he's you know going to have a, a decent game here. So I think you start him. He's a good flex play. Um, you know. I think this, yeah, it's just going to be a really good game, both sides. Uh, the coaches battle right, right now. They, these teams, two teams know each other. This, yeah, this game is going to be an interesting one for me too. Um, I'm going to take, I'm going to take the over here. Um, I'm going to take, we we'll take the Ravens to cover the spread. I'm going to take the Ravens to win. I think it is going to be a close game. I think the Ravens just eventually pull it out. Um, you know, this Ravens defense has been has been beat up the last two weeks. I mean. You know, two weeks ago, who blames him? How can you blame him? Pat Mahomes was in town, or they went to Pat Mahomes. Um, and last week, Baker ripped them apart. So, you know, I think I think this Ravens defense is probably a, a bit more beatable than people were anticipating coming into the season. Definitely more than uh, beatable than I thought I anticipated coming into the season. Um, but Mason Rudolph, we saw the offense they designed for him, Jalen Samuels, James Conner. So are you going to start Jalen Samuels this week? Actually, I'm going against Nim, who is starting Jalen Samuels. Um, I think we talked about before, Jalen Samuels will be getting more snaps based on the matchup. Bengals are really bad against running backs, so it, it makes sense for him to be more in the game plan. Baltimore's a little better, definitely much better against running backs. So I think he gets involved, but I don't see him getting the t- that 20-touch mark he gets last week. I think he gets maybe like 10 to 15, if anything. Yeah, I think the the thing though for me is that Baltimore has given up. Um, they've they've while they haven't given it up to running backs on the ground, they've given it to them through the air. Um, you know, we saw David Johnson. Obviously, he's always involved in the pass game, but he was involved. And then when they played the Chiefs, obviously that's a different kind of offense. Um, and we saw what Nick Chubb was able to do to them just being just running the ball thirty times. Um, so I don't know. Maybe maybe Jalen Samuels can get involved through the pass game. We saw the way that he was involved on Monday Night Football. It was not a traditional running back, you know, no, lined up in the everywhere. backfield. He was everywhere, right? He's he was lined up at receiver. He was lined up in the at quarterback. He was lined up at running back. So um, if that continues to happen, 
if Jalen Samuels is as involved as he was, you know, we were kind of joking about it. Imagine you're watching the game and you just, you know, just waiting for the alert where it's like Jalen Samuels 67 yard touchdown pass to like Deontay Johnson. But you see the replay and all he did was tap pass it to Deontay Johnson who ran 75 yards to the end zone. Right. So like you get fantasy points for that. So I t- if J- if they're going to continue to use Jalen Samuels that way, and granted they only showed it to us once, I'm going to start them um, just on the hope that this week that they go back to that game plan. Because, you know, why why wouldn't you? It was so successful. On the Ravens' side, definitely starting Lamar Jackson. But for me, I'm excited about a guy. I know I made my start of the week last week, um, Marquise Hollywood-Brown. And I'm still sticking on that. I'm sticking on that flag in terms of, of him being uh, fancy viable going forward he's tied for fifth in the league in targets in the last uh three weeks so or last four weeks rather so um no I said it right the first time the last three weeks he's first and he's tied for fifth in the league in targets with 29 right so the only players with more targets than him during that span Keenan Allen Cooper Cup DeAndre Hopkins um and he's got 29 targets, and I think DeAndre Hopkins has 30 during that span. So he's getting targeted as the number one receiver. Uh, he's He has the most air yards on that team. He's third in the league in air yards during that span. Um, so I'm expecting him to blow up and, blow, and and show out here soon. And then another one that's interesting to me is Mark Andrews. This is the first time all season he hasn't appeared on the final injury report. So that just probably opens, sheds some light on, on, on maybe he's getting healthier here. So if he's getting healthier and he was performing as – you know, a tight end one on a bad foot. I, I'm curious to see what he does being healthy because we know he he's a, a seam stretcher and can stretch that defense and helps out that Baltimore run game. Yeah, um, but like anything see, else? Yeah, Marcus Brown. Yeah, just like to see Marcus Brown get back on board. Maybe has like a Mike Evans big game this week. That'd be great because uh, you know he's been coming up a little short the last couple of games. But the, the trends are there, like you're saying. Yeah, no, most definitely. I'm I'm excited. We'll see, man. We'll see. Um, moving forward, we've got the three and one Buffalo Bills headed to Tennessee to take on the two and two Tennessee Titans. This is a thirty-eight and a half point over/under. Titans are three-point favorites. Greg, what do you got? Uh, I'm gonna go with the Bills here on the road. Uh, I like this Bills team. I like this Bills defense a lot. Um, so I'm gonna take them to win. I'm gonna take them against the spread, and I'm gonna take that under. You know, Titans Bills just sounds like any under that I want to take. For you know, for any, don't matter what you give me, uh, I'm just looking really at these defenses, how they're gonna play. I'm not really fascinated about any of these offenses. Um, really, Derek, maybe Derrick Henry, Frank Gore, you know, a run-heavy game. Uh, Devin Singletary, he's questionable coming into the game, so if he is, uh, he might be a factor. Uh, I'm not really paying attention to like any of the the receivers or the pass catchers. Um, maybe John Brown a little bit, but uh, I think you can hold off on starting A.J. Brown or Corey Davis yet this week. Yeah, I don't want to start anybody from this game outside of, like you said, the defenses, the, you know, Tennessee defense, Buffalo defense, you start those defenses up. Yep. Uh, the run games, you know, Derrick Henry. I'm, if you haven't sold them by now, yeah, start them. Um, but I'm not excited about it either because this Bills defense is pretty good. Um, I mean, not pretty good. They're They're – They've played. They've had some bad matchups against against running backs, but you know, last week Sony hasn't been able to do much. But Sony, you know, only sixty or seventy yards on on seventeen carries, um, and and th- they were leading for a majority of the game. Um, so you know, I don't know how excited I am to start Derrick Henry, but obviously you have him, you start him. Frank Gore, 
uh, this is interesting to me because if Devin Singletary doesn't play and Frank Gore is, has the opportunity to have this backfield almost to himself because we saw TJ Yeldon play a lot. I don't know if that's because they were in, in catch-up mode. But Frank Gore has a – he is a, a, a milestone, I guess. If he runs for 100 yards today, he would be the oldest player in the NFL to have back-to-back triple-digit triple rushing games. It's wild, man. So wild. Yeah. And actually, in that same screenshot that I saw, if he if he leads if he leads the Baltimore or the Baltimore if he leads the the Buffalo Bills in rushing this year, it'll be the fifteenth straight time that he's led his teams that he's led his team in rushing yards, and that will be an NFL record. Fifteen straight times. What's well, crazy? Yeah. yeah. Oh man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Hall of Famer for sure, man. He's no, crazy. most definitely, yeah. most definitely. So you know, we we talk about narratives, so uh, maybe that's one to to keep note of if you're if you're trying to make a, a decision or a sit start a sit start or FanDuel lineup or you know DFS. Um, maybe you might want to put Frank Gore in, but outside of that, like you said, I don't want to start the receivers. I don't want to start the quarterbacks. So yeah. That's all I got on this game. <laughs> yeah, that's analysis. Oh, I guess right there. I guess I should pick it. I'm gonna take the Titans. Taking the Titans to cover. I'm taking the Titans to win. Um, this is all about my grable for me. So, um, okay, moving forward, we've got the Chicago Bears traveling to London. The three and one Chicago Bears traveling to London to take on the one and three Oakland Raiders, who are technically the home team in this one. This is a forty point and a half over under. This is a – and the, the Bears are five-point favorites in this one. Greg, what do you got? Uh, I'm going to take the over here. Um, these London games are, are weird. Maybe it might be uh, – Bears might get a couple of turnovers to touchdowns or something. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to get the over. Uh, I'm going to take the Bears to win. And, yeah, uh, I'm going to take yeah the over in the game. Uh, and also, well, yeah, what about the, the Bears to cover the spread, yes. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, don't think Mr. Kribisi is going to play, so – I think this Bears defense might, uh, the Oakland Raiders defense might have a little bit of help. But Chase Daniels, he looked better than Mr. Trubisky. Uh, a lot of people might look better than Mr. Trubisky. So we'll see how this gets impacted. I think Devin Montgomery, though, gets involved a lot more. Even though he's beginning that 15 to 20 plus mark, I think he, I think this is the game. I think this is it, John. So uh, I think he comes through. Um, you're starting Josh Jacobs, starting Allen Robinson, uh, starting Darren Waller. Yeah, I think, yeah, those are your guys you're looking forward to. Um, what about Tyrell? Tyrell He's Williams. coming off the foot. He's, yeah, he, he's been questionable all week with the tag. I think if he's ready to go, you you start him. He's been a touchdown machine thus far this year. Yeah, that's where he's made most of his money. Um, no, so for me, I'm going to take the I'm gonna take the over, like you said. I'm going to take the Bears, and I'm going to take the Bears. Um, I think Khalil Mack, we got to remember, this is a revenge game for Khalil Mack. Mm-hmm. Facing his old team, the Oakland Raiders traded him away, um, so he might have to personally apologize to his good friend Derek Carr after this game because he's going to put him into the turf about seventeen times. Um, but for me, I'm going to take yeah David Montgomery. The usage has been great. Um, you know, twenty six opportunities last week to touch the ball um, between between carries and targets. Um, so this this is trending towards becoming his backfield, and um, they've they've got Oakland, which is a great matchup for them. On uh, terms of who I'm starting, who else I'm going to start on the Bears side? Um, I think I would start 
Allen Robinson. No, actually, why did I think I would start? I would definitely start Allen Robinson. This Oakland secondary is beatable. Um, Allen Robinson last week went 7 for 77 um, on seven targets. So he's and he's he's he leads that team in targets. Um, so I, I I would expect Allen Robinson to continue to ball. Chase Daniel, like you said, looked better than Mr. Trubisky, um, and I, I I agree with that sentiment. So I don't see why Allen Robinson wouldn't then do better. Um, I also think Tariq Cohen is playable. I know we're falling off a lot of people falling off the Tariq Cohen bandwagon, but um, if you and I don't have the data. I don't. I don't have the data to back this up. This is probably just how I feel. Um, but I have a lot of Tariq Cohen, and I feel like if we looked back at this, I would probably be right. But Tariq Cohen's games, or when the quarterback plays well, Tariq Cohen plays well. Hmm. Um, he's very involved in the pass <clears throat> game. He's very involved just in in the offense in general. Um, but if you look last year, Mitch, a lot of Mitch Trubisky's big games coincided with Tariq Cohen's game, big games. Um, and so if that trend continues and Chase Daniel gets better, then maybe Tariq Cohen gets better too. Or maybe um, after this bye week, you know, Matt Nagy figures out how to use him. So I don't know. We'll see. That's, that's just something that I guess to be interesting. To, it'll be interesting to watch. Yeah, it's um, a good I, point. I guess usually. I wouldn't. Yeah, I was going to no, say. Backup quarterbacks, you know, they like to get their playmakers involved, and Terry Cohen's one of them, so that's a good point. Yeah, and then like you said on the Oakland side, um, Josh Jacobs is actually interesting to me. I don't want to, I'm not excited to start him, but I wouldn't be, you know, I wouldn't, you know, go looking to the waiver wire to pick somebody else up to start him. Um, but he's interesting to me only because uh, Hakeem Hicks for the the Chicago Bears defensive tackle, he's out this week, and he was out last week, and that. Um, led to Dalvin Cook having a better day. So, uh, if if Oakland could somehow take advantage of that, um, then that would be. I think that would be a plus for Josh Jacobs. Also, one thing to note: forgot to mention, Vontez Perfect suspended for the rest of the season um, for an illegal hit that he put on Jack Doyle. And Vontez Perfect is the Raiders' middle linebacker. Um, and we said John Gruden doesn't lie. Well, John Gruden earlier this week said that. It, them missing Vontez perfect hurts really, really bad. Like it hurts their defense really bad. And he was a captain. Don't know how a guy like Vontez perfect becomes your captain, but he was their captain. Um, word. <laughs> <laughs> he was their defensive captain. So you lose your leader in the middle of your defense. Your and your run defense was bad before it. I don't see how your run defense gets any better. So, um, yeah, I would. This is another plus for David Montgomery, in my opinion. What about the tight ends? Are you starting Trey Burton? I know you said you're starting Darren Waller, but is Trey Burton someone that is starting to become fantasy viable? Is he um, sneaking on that on that radar yet? I, I think if you're out of options, he might be a streamable option, but I don't think I'm starting him in a, a season long or, you know, I think if you're really desperate, honestly. I mean, the matchup is good, though. It It, it is. It is. <laughs> I mean, I just I got to see more of Chase Daniels with this with this offense. Yeah, no, yeah, you're right. I mean, there's a there's a lot of options out there on tight at tight end, um, so maybe you don't have to take that risk and you could wait till after the buy, pick up Trey Burton. Um, okay, moving forward, we've got the two and two Jacksonville Jaguars traveling to Carolina to take on the two and two Carolina Panthers. This is a forty point over under. The Carolina Panthers are three and a half point favorites. Greg, what do you got? 
Gardner Minshew. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm take, yeah, I'm gonna take the Jaguars. Take Jaguars on the road. Uh, I think they get this dub here. Uh, I'm gonna take the over on the game, and um, yeah, I'm gonna take the Jaguars on the spread as well because I have them winning. Uh, I like Gardner Minshew's streamable play this week. Um, no Cam Newton as as we know, so Kyle Allen's there. Um, but I think Minshew win, wins this matchup. I think it really comes down to these running backs though: Leonard Fournette versus Christian McCaffrey. What they're gonna do against each other, um, and on the receivers in, you know, DJ Shark, DJ Moore, Curtis Samuel, uh, and also you know, you got a lot of, some some decisions to make as far as who to start for receiver. Um, I think DJ Shark and DJ Moore are your sure plays though right now. I see. I don't even. I don't know if DJ Moore is a sure play. I know what I said, right? I know what I said to start the season. DJ Moore <laughs> is probably the safest play. He might be the safer play as there is in fantasy. I remember. But when I said that Cam Newton was a, was was supposedly healthy, right? So, um, but since Kyle Allen's played, DJ Moore is not getting these targets, right? He's not. The first very low. the first week it was ten targets or, or twelve targets, something like to that effect. He had four, a fourteen target game. Now he's got. Two targets. Last week it was five targets or something like that. Like, this guy's not getting the targets that he once was. And I get it. Completely understand. Um, that's why I've sold DJ Moore where I had him. Um, Curtis Samuel is probably the most intriguing one to me of, of these Carolina receivers. Especially just because Jalen Ramsey's not playing either. Es- yeah, especially Jalen Ramsey's not playing. He still leads them in air yards, right? Uh, Curtis Samuel does. So his role has not changed. He's still leading them in air yards, which doesn't make any sense to me because I feel like if you have a young quarterback in there, why aren't you throwing these sure high percentage passes to DJ Moore? I mean, I yeah. guess you're, you're, I guess they're running the ball, setting up the play action, taking these deep shots to Curtis Samuel. So maybe that, maybe that's playing against DJ Moore a little bit. But last I don't game know. was a little I, ugly for everybody though. I mean, the first game was good, but yeah, Greg Olson didn't have a good game. Not a lot of playmakers in general, except Christian McCaffrey, dog last week. Yeah, yeah, and Christian McCaffrey's gonna get his no matter what. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No, it's just it's just uh, DJ Moore is just something. It's something. The, the target numbers are scary to me because that's why he was. That's why he was so safe because he was getting volume. You know, he was so involved, and his 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 targets were high percentage. So he was almost like Robert Woods in that sense. But if that's not going to happen, then um, I don't. I'm not really excited to start him. I'd I'd find better options. DJ Shark, you almost have to start him. This guy, he scored a touch. He's he's had a touchdown in four games, four straight games. He had one called back last week. So um, the trend the trend shall continue. Hopefully, um, on the yeah Leonard Fournette, Christian McCaffrey, these two backs are tops in the league in opportunity. Hopefully. You know, Leonard Fournette can finally get in the end zone. But I disagree with your assessment, though, that uh, Gardner Minshew is a stream. I know we talked about this earlier in the week. Um, this Carolina defense is pretty good. They lead the NFL in, in sack percentage at 11.3. Um, and the the Jacksonville Jaguars actually give up. Give up they're one of the tops in the leagues in giving up sacks. Um, now, Gardner Minshew has been able to make do with with that with his ability to escape pressure and, and make throws so it's, it's tough man i i hate to disagree with you on gardner Minshew being a stream but i just look at the matchup and you know we have to anticipate that gardner Minshew has to make you know ridiculous plays like he's done all season he's made like that that play he made last week against denver um to throw that touchdown pass after evading five five defenders in the backfield was you know pretty insane so i i want to i'm rooting for gardner minster you know i am i just 
Um, I know I'm starting him this week because my options were a concussed Josh Allen, uh, uh, Sam Darnold, who's not playing, or Gardner Minshew. So I went with Gardner Minshew. Yeah, so, Gardner Minshew. Yeah, I just think 20 for 30, 250 yard, two touchdown guys. What he's been all season against, you know, considerably decent matchups on the defensive end. I know, you know, we respect the Titans defense. He did uh, that against them. We respect the Texans defense a little bit and the Broncos as well. So, I mean, he's, he's been putting up these numbers against, um, you know, respectable defenses. So I see why he couldn't do this in this performance. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. It's just, yeah, I mean, the Panthers, they're seventh in the league in, in touchdown percentage that allowed at 2.8. They've only given up four passing touchdowns all season. So... Uh, it'll be Pretty it'll good. be it'll be curious to watch, man. It really will. I, I'm like I said, I'm rooting for him, but I'm scared of the matchup here. But um, moving forward, we've got the two and two Minnesota Vikings traveling to New York to take on the two and two New York Giants. This is a forty three and a half point over under. The Vikings are five and a half point favorites. Greg, what do you got? Danny Dimes. Um, you know this game is gonna be a little tough. I think I'm still t- I'm gonna take the Vikings in the game. Um, you know. It, it, yeah, that means uh, not to not to cover though. I think the Giants keep it close. I think they're a better team. They're home in this game, uh, so I think they only lose by a field goal. Uh, and yeah, I'm gonna take the under in this game. Um, just not sure how Minnesota is gonna adjust. It's public now. They need to pass the ball. Will they pass the ball? Is the real question. It's against an exposable Giants secondary, like I've been talking about all year. Are they gonna use Adam Thielen and Stephon Diggs? Stephon Diggs is not happy at all. He's taking reps like from backup quarterbacks during practice Jake and Browning. stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. This man's not happy. Um, so or Kyle I think, Slaughter. I don't even know who it was. <laughs> if Kirk Cousins is going to have a bounce back game, it's going to be in this one. Uh, I think Daniel Jones, you know, is going to have a tough matchup as far as uh, both sides, the secondary and the running game for Wayne Gallman as well. No Saquon yet. Yeah, this game is this game is tough for me because. I heard this. I heard a stat last week that Minnesota is like o ten and one. I guess o eleven and one in their last, their last, um, their last eleven outdoor games against an opponent where they weren't favored. But I guess they're not favored. I guess they're favored in this one, so maybe they win this one. Actually, I so. My pick is I'm taking the under. I'm taking the Giants to cover the spread because, like you said, I do think it's a closer game, maybe three or four points. Um, and then I'm going to take the Vikings to win. Um, for me, yeah, this is going to be interesting. You know, do we get? Do we see the the, the squeaky wheel get some grease? Um, for me, I definitely, at the beginning of the week, once I saw Kirk Cousins issue this public apology to Adam Thielen, I said, you have to play Adam Thielen this week. <laughs> yeah, it's, <laughs> that there's, was, there's, only no, yeah, there's no way where... He's probably not going to try to get him the ball at least now. No, you have you have to play Adam Thielen this week. It just sets up too nice. Uh, the matchup is the matchup is beatable. Um, he publicly apologized to Adam Thielen. He's probably going to uh, publicly apologize with pepper, by peppering him with targets. Maybe that's why Stefan Diggs skipped practice because he he uh, didn't get his public apology and probably knew that he probably wasn't going to get any targets anymore. <laughs> Um, but what do you what are you doing if you have Stephon Diggs? Are you are you starting him? You know there was Mike Zimmer said they asked if he's going to play. They said we'll see. Um, you know there's a report that all 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 signs point to him being active. So what are you what are you doing there? I think if he's playing, I think you 
you got to play him. He came off the toughest matchup, playing against the Bears, and he played pretty well against that. You know, he historically plays well against the Bears. Um, so I see going from that secondary to this, the Giants week one, uh, I think he, he's a startable player as your flex. Yeah, it's, it's this is interesting to me too because while I do, I do agree with the assessment of the squeaky wheel gets grease. There's also the fact that Mike Zimmer is the head coach, and I don't think he cares. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so like, I don't think that he, I don't think that he necessarily cares, and um, he's he's gonna want he he knows that they're forty five and one or 40 and five or 40 and six when they run the ball 25 times or more. So I, I think that is, is more concerning to him than Stefan Diggs wanting more targets. But if there was a game to do it, it'd be this game. Um, you know, it's funny cause Matt was saying, Matty Ice was saying that he, he's just like, I hope Stefan Diggs is inactive so then I don't have to play him. <laughs> I yeah. I don't, nah, to make I don't that have choice. to make that decision. Right. Cause yeah. you're looking at the match. I mean, like it's still the giants, you know, they begin to light up except for last week. Um, and that was against a rookie quarterback coming in at like the second quarter. So I don't know. I think you got to play him. Yeah, you got to play him, man. You got to play him. All right, moving forward, we got the 4 0 New England Patriots, Greg's favorite team, going traveling <laughs> to Washington to take on the 0 4 Washington Redskins. This is a 42 point over under. The Patriots are 15 point favorites. Greg, what do you got? Fortunately, got the Pats here. Um, this was very close to being my survivor pick, but I, I hold it off for them. I want to save them still. The, this line, 16 points, is still very high, but I'm a, I'm a Colt McCoy's going. I think I think Colt McCoy can give you uh, cover that 16 points for us. So I'm going to go with the Redskins, cover it, uh, and I'm going to go with the over in the game. Um, really, yeah, Tom Brady, I, I really like him this week. Um, Scary Terry, I hope he's back. I think he's back. He, he should be um, there. I'm interested to see how he's going to play. Um, with Colt McCoy, um, and yeah, Sony Michelle. I'm looking at him uh, always, uh, trying to see how his usage is going to be. Uh, is that Rex Burkhead going to be back or not? Um, and that James White versus Sony Michelle. Yeah, so I'm going to take the over. And I'm going to take the Redskins and the Redskins to win. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> take the over. I'm going to take the Pats to cover the spread. I'm going to take the Pats to win. Um, I don't see how there's any way this Redskins team. Could, yeah, I don't, I don't see how it's even possible, bro. This Colt McCoy was was not even healthy to start. Like, I mean, he wasn't healthy until the start of this start, week. Though. He was going to be the but starter. But he's going to be starting <laughs> against this Patriots defense, <laughs> which is by far the best defense in the league. So, yo, I've seen Colt McCoy know. come in on Thanksgiving and win win games, yo. Yeah, get, but get against the, the Dallas Cowboys, yep, who yep, had, yep. like, no defense at the time. <laughs> so, like, you know, like, I, I don't know. I don't know. I just, I, you, know, you know, I'm a, a former big-time Texas fan. I still I still support them, though. Um, you know, the hardest moment to watch for me as a Texas fan was getting seeing Colt McCoy get knocked out of that national championship game by Marcel Darius against Alabama. Um, but I don't see how he gets it done. I'm sorry. I just, I just don't, I just don't. So like, I don't want to start anybody from Washington. I, I'm not starting AP. I know Chris Thompson is everyone's like, oh, they're 15 point dogs. Like, uh, the Chris Thompson. And I'm like, I've, I've been one of the, the largest Chris Thompson truthers that we've had all year. And I don't want to start Chris Thompson this week because the Patriots are going to be like, oh yeah, you're going to dump off the ball to the back and then we're going to tackle him. Like, that's not, 
that's not hard to do. So I don't know, man. I don't know if I'm not excited to start anybody. On the, on the Pat side, I'm starting everybody. Tom Brady, uh, Julian Edelman, Josh Gordon, Philip Dorsett. I, you know, yep, yep, there's yep. gonna be there's tw- this is a 29 and 29 and point a 29 point implied total. Um, that's tied for the highest on the entire slate. So, you know, there's gonna be a lot of a lot of points on this New England side. Um, and I picked the over. I still don't think Washington scores, so that means I'm thinking New England scoring all the points. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, uh, you start anybody. Sony Michelle, you starting him? Uh, I think for a goal line touchdown, I think he gets one. I'm starting him. Yeah, you got to start him. The volume is still there. They're, they're, this game script is going to be there, the 15-point favorites on the road, whatever. On the road, home, in space, it doesn't matter. They're going to they're gonna dominate this game for all four <laughs> quarters. Um, I think... Rex Burkhead is interesting because, you know, Bill, Belichick does this all, all the time. Shows us something, and then he shows us a running back, uses him, and then puts him away for two weeks. Um, but I think Burkhead's been dealing with an ankle or a foot, something to that effect, and I think he's been limited with that. So I, th- I think we have to start monitoring his practice reports if we want to figure out how involved he'll be in the game because he, um, he was limited last week, and he was – Limited this week, too. Um, so I think that means we're going to probably see little Rex Burkhead um, and a little bit more James White and Sonny Michelle. So, all right, moving forward. Anything else you want to add to that game? Uh, no, nah, Pats are. No? Just, yeah. Yeah. Scary, scary Terry, you starting him? Uh, yeah, I did mention him as an interesting play. Um, I think. Nah, honestly, I'm, I think I'm gonna hold off. I think probably the, I'm not starting the safe person in me, conservative in me, is gonna wait to see how he works with whatever quarterbacks I'm starting. Last week, the the hamstring was scary. This week, the matchup is scary. And then you combine with that with the hamstring and the quarterback situation. I want no part of scary Terry this week. I'll wait till next week. Oh man! And then my favorite team, who just continues to daggers in my heart, we got the zero and four New York Jets traveling to Philadelphia. Oh, three, remember take... they they played the bye. Oh, they had the they yeah, played the bye. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. sorry, sorry, sorry. No, I you know what it was? I was writing this one in as a loss. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we got the zero and three New York Jets traveling to Philadelphia to take on the two and two Philadelphia Eagles. This is a forty three and a half point over under. This is a 14.5-point spread in the Eagles' favor. So, guess what? They're a 29-point implied total, the highest with with the Patriots. So, that was them. Greg, tell me, what do you got? Yeah, um, taking the Eagles, unfortunately. You know, uh, definitely taking against the spread. Um, I'm definitely taking the over because, yeah, like you said about the Pats, I think the Eagles score a lot of points in this game. Um, maybe on a defensive end, I think the Eagles are a good uh, good defense to go pick up if you need someone in your situation. No Sam Darnold. We thought he might come back, but he's not. Just going to hold him out for another week. The man doesn't want to die. Uh, so, you know, starting Le'Veon Bell, you know, they're going to ride him heavy. It's really the only jet I'm looking at. Um, if Sam's back, I think Jameis Ricard is a play, but not this week. Uh, and the Eagles, you're starting all your Eagles. Jordan Howard, you know, Zach Ertz. I think Miles Sanders might get some, some garbage time, some, like, if – so I think he's a, a serviceable flex play. Uh, you know, Alshon, I really like him this week. Yeah, it's really not an analysis past that point. Eagles are going to, you know, dominate this game. Yeah, the Eagles are going to not dominate this game for um, for a good amount of it. I mean, like I said, our defense is – the Jets' defense is um, formidable. So I, maybe, 
maybe the the run defense is formidable. The pass defense absolutely terrible. So, you know, we'll see. But I'm gonna take the over. Uh, like you said, the Eagles are gonna score a lot of points. So, um, yeah. I mean, I don't expect this to get completely shut out in this one. I don't think their defense is that formidable. It's not like the Patriots defense last week. So, uh, I think we maybe get on the board here. So start your left bell. But like you said, I'm not interested to start any other jet. Um, I'll wait till next week. Um, when Sam potentially comes back, but I'm gonna take the over. I'm gonna take the Eagles against the spread. I'm taking the Eagles to win. Um, on the Eagles side, Carson Wentz, you start him up. Um, home quarterback in a favorable game script, you start him up. If you want to, if you want to light him up as your as your quarterback in cash games, go ahead and do that too, because this this is just too too easy for him. Um, all Sean Jeffrey, like you said, he's been dominating in terms of um his rest his red zone usage. Um, so. I, I, I like that as well. Um, and then Zach Ertz, I think this is probably a bounce-back game for him. Um, maybe, you know, we see that Carson Wentz likes to feed it to his options when they're out. So no Deshaun Jackson in this one. Um, Nelson Aguilar's play has been questionable. Um, so maybe he leans on Zach Ertz a little bit more in this one. So we'll see. Um, from the running back standpoint, on the Eagles side, Jordan Howard had the three-touchdown game last week. Um, I still start him this week, considering that they're you know heavy favorites at home. Miles Sanders will still be involved, so I I would expect him to be involved or expect him to see some touches as well. Um, but yeah, that's that's about it I got on this game, and I don't really want to watch it. Not excited. So. Yeah. All right, moving forward, we've got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers two and two Tampa Bay Buccaneers traveling to New Orleans to take on the three and one New Orleans Saints. This is a 45-and-a-half-point over-under. The Saints are three-point favorites here at home. Greg, what do you got? Uh, I love NFC South games. Uh, you know, they always potential to be a high shootout. Uh, I'm going to take the Saints, though. Uh, I like their, how they came off that victory against the Cowboys. Their defense looked very good. Um, it's going to be a tough one against the Bucks, though. They just lit up the Rams <clears throat> for 55 points. So uh, I'm going to go with the Saints on, at home here. Um, I think... Ah, that three point that spread is a little tough, but I'm gonna say, I'm gonna I'm gonna say the Tampa Bay. I think it's like a one point game. I think it's really close in this game, uh, and I'm gonna take the over. Um, you know, I think you're you're starting all your playmakers in this game. Uh, even Rojo, I think he should he should get a little look here. Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, Michael Thomas, Kamara, um, Jameis. Uh, I wouldn't start Teddy as a or have him as a serve like a QB streaming option. Jameis is really the only guy uh, as far as the QB matchup. That I'm looking forward to here. Yeah, I'm gonna take the. I'm gonna. T- oh man, I'm gonna take the over. I'm gonna take the Bucks. I'm gonna take the Bucks. Um, I know I picked against the Saints last week. I picked them the week before. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. I, I I they're at home. I I don't know. This it's just it's just the fact that this Tampa Bay defense has been respectable. Um, obviously they got into a shootout with with L. A. last week, but. Everyone pretty much gets into shootouts with L.A. Um, and then, you know, Danny Dimes came back from 18. But, you know, they were handle, they were handling that game for most of it. Um, but I just – this Bucks offense is too explosive. It's extremely explosive. Um, and as we've seen, they like to run the ball, but they like to run it to set up play action. Um, I don't think that, you know, the, the Saints have Marshawn Lattimore at corner, but that's about really it. Um, and Marshawn Lattimore, in my opinion, can't can't guard Mike Evans. Um, 
I feel like Mike Evans is always bullying him. Uh, when you look at the size difference, Marshawn Lattimore is 5'11", if he's lucky, 198 pounds or whatever. And then Mike Evans is 6'5", like 231. So there's just a size disadvantage there. And then he's Mike Evans is being used as a down-the-field target. That size down the field, like really far down the field, is, a, is an advantage for Mike Evans. So I'm starting Mike Evans, starting Chris Godwin. Um, Rojo, yeah, man, the carries have been there each of the last two weeks. Um, so I, yeah, I, yeah, I would start Rojo, man. This, this is a, this is a, not a high over under, but you, you know, you think this game is going to be a high over under, you know, 45 and a half is pretty medium, but if you think it's going to go over, um, and the bucks are going to score, then yeah, man, do start Rojo up, um, on the Saints side, Alvin Kamara, Michael Thomas, they're the only two saints that I, I'm looking to start Teddy Bridgewater. I think there's, I think there's probably better options to stream than Teddy Bridgewater. Um, you know, but. Yeah, I don't know. Crazier things have happened in games coached by Sean Payton. So, yeah, for sure. <laughs> uh, what about what about Jared Cook? Uh, I'm. He has a good matchup. Tampa Bay Bucks are not good against the tight end, but you know, I, I think you know tight ends. We talk about how they've been back. I think we called that tight ends are back before anyone before. Um, so I, I think you can you can find some other pieces if you want. I mean, he had six. He had six targets last week. It's um, not. A, it's not a bad number for tight end. No, I mean it's not bad considering the game was close the entire time. Um, I mean, he only caught three for twenty-one, but he had six catches. His um. His usage was actually down last week than it was the week before, but. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I like. I've. I've been off the Jared Cook train. All. I don't. Yeah, I'm not even gonna go near that. I don't, yeah, I mean, you could go with Tyler Offord if you really want to. Start yeah. yeah, I'm. You know what? Like guys, we 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 have to be okay about being wrong sometimes. And Jared Cook is a player I'm willing to be wrong about. So yeah, <laughs> I'm fine. Um. All right, moving forward, we've got the Denver Broncos 0-4 traveling to L.A. to take on the Los Angeles Chargers, the two and two Los Angeles Chargers. This is a 44 and a half point over under. The Chargers are six and a half point favorites here. Greg, what do you got? Uh, I'm gonna go with the Chargers at home. I think they also cover the spread. I think they win by game a touchdown. And I'm gonna go with the under here uh, in the divisional game. I think it's a little tough. Um, yeah, I'm not very impressed by this Broncos team. I don't think they're a very good team, uh, even though they have high expectations coming into the season. Uh, Joe Flacco has been playing horrible, but. It's just um, they've been 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 unfortunate a lot of times, and I I don't think they get it get it done here. But um, we talked about you know talk, I think you're starting Philip Rivers, um, you're starting Keenan Allen of course. Uh, Melvin Gordon is back. We're really looking at Melvin Gordon. How are they going to use him? Are they going to unleash him right away? Uh, through reports, I think Eckler is still going to be heavily involved, and I think Melvin Gordon would be that guy once they they know he's ready. Like kind of how Zeke was brought in. Um, his usage wasn't crazy in week one, but once week two and week three rolled around, he was your guy. Yeah, I agree with that assessment of how the running backs will be used. Um, but before that, I'm going to take the I'm going to take the over. I'm going to take the Broncos to cover, but I'm going to take the Chargers to win. Um, I think this game sneakily shoots out a little bit. Um, I know it's Joe Flacco and Denver, and they haven't been great. But this this um, this L.A. Chargers defense is banged up, and they haven't been great either, and they haven't been great against the pass. Um, 
And Denver's been throwing like 38 attempts last week, 29 the week before that, 50 the week before that, 31 the week before that. So they, they throw the, they've been throwing the ball a decent amount. Um, they still run the ball a lot. That's what they want to do. But I think I think Joe Flacco. I, I mean, you're not gonna stream Joe Flacco. There's better options. But no, if you no, want to no, get you want to go to DFS, you want to get you want to get crazy. Um, maybe you could go in on Joe Flacco. Um, Philip Lindsay, starting him. Royce Freeman. Are you gonna start him in this one? Uh, the Royce Freeman versus Phil. I thought I thought not versus not versus. Or it's just you're starting start him in general. Lindsay. Yeah. If you need you need you'll need to flex play or something. Are you are you gonna look to start Royce Freeman? Mm. Um, no, nah, I don't think so. I, I think right, I'd probably rather not. start Miles Sanders over him. Yeah, no, most definitely. Um, yeah. And then for, in terms of receivers, Mike Williams says he's going to play. Obviously, we're starting Keenan Allen. Um, you know, Austin Eckler. I'm, pff, I love Austin Eckler this week. So, um, like you said, Melvin Gordon probably going to be slow to come back. Just, you know, they don't want to risk injury with him. Um, but Keenan Allen, he's going to be continued to be a target hog. Uh, Mike Williams says he's playing this week. Are you playing him? No, I'm not playing Mike Williams until I really see some consistency as far as his health and as far as his performances. Yeah, no, I, I, if you have better options, go that route. Um, I recommended to Jill that she plays Mike Williams because she doesn't have any better options yeah, this week. Jill's usually <laughs> the person yeah. that needs. It's always um, in a pinch. Yeah, she's usually always in a pinch. I mean, no Christian Kirk this week. That's tough. So, um, or for her at least. But, um, yeah, no, Mike Williams, I think that touchdown upside is always there with him. Um, he's attached to Phillip Rivers, so that's nice. And then just, you know, kind of game theory thing. If we, The Broncos have a pretty good corner in Chris Harris. Um, so you imagine he travel. He tends to travel. So if he travels with uh, Keenan Allen, um, then that leaves the second corner to go to Mike Williams. And I think his last name is Bosby or something. I don't know. Basically, I don't know who he is. So um, Mike Williams, I think, is playable if if you, if you need help. Um, Melvin Gordon, are you going to start him? Uh, I, I think so. Uh, I think, you know, if you're looking for him, he – probably was on your bench so you probably have you know your rb1 rb2 kind of covered but if you want to tell me he can give me a flex performance i think i think i believe i would believe you i would take that okay because i so i play i'm playing i'm playing in a league it's um i know I've, I've told you about it before but it's six it's only six there's only six people um Mm. And we double everything, so it's it's it seems it sounds like it's shallow, but it's not shallow. It's just as deep as like other leagues are. And I have Melvin Gordon, um, and I'm benching him this week. Actually, who are you benching him for? I'm benching him in favor of Leonard Fournette, Devontae Freeman, David Montgomery, and Wayne Gallman. Yeah, I agree with all that. I will take that. I would. I would. Right. Do the same. And then in terms of a flex play, I'm benching. I'm benching him over over. I guess I should switch Curtis Samuel out for Miko Hardman. I hope he bounces back, Miko, after that last week's. Performance. Oh, actually, no. I need I need me I need Miko because he's my contingency plan for for Ty. Ty. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Ty is gonna play, but I just I I feel comfortable if just in case he's inactive, I have a contingency plan there. But right, right, right. Yeah, but moving forward, um, we've got the. Three and one Green Bay Packers traveling to Dallas to Jerry World to take on the three and one Dallas Cowboys. There's a forty six and a half point over under. The Dallas Cowboys are three point favorites. Greg, what do you got? 
You know, it's Fox's America's Game of the Week. You know, Joe Buck and Troy Aikman got to be on this game. Cowboys and they love Aaron Rodgers. I'm going to go with the Cowboys in this game at home. I think they bounced back from a disappointing performance last week um, against the Saints. Uh, I think they come through. Uh, I'm going to also take them on the spread. So I think they win by maybe like four or five points. Um, and I'm going to take the over here. Uh, I think, you know, Aaron Rodgers, I think the last game wasn't a fluke. I think that pass attempt number comes up a little bit. Probably not 54, but I think you, you see it in the in the 40s mark. Um, where you're starting Rodgers, you're starting Dak. Uh, you're, you know, no Devontae here, so really who's going to be that receiver to step up for Aaron Rodgers? Uh, I think Jimmy Graham is definitely a, a tight end one play, and uh, I think MVS is going to be a, a good flex play this week. Um be with some wide receiver two upside. Um, and Aaron Jones, he, uh, he's gonna, he might be, probably have to be unleashed because there's no really no other options. So Aaron Jones and Zeke are definitely highlighted. Yeah, this game is this game is sneaky to me, man. I know we we kind of talked about it a little <clears> bit <throat> in, during the week. Um, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the under here. Actually, I'm gonna take the I'm gonna take the Packers to cover. I'm gonna take the Packers to win. Yes, yeah, this is um, a tough game. This is a tough game, man. This is a really tough game. Um, you know, I, uh, I guess Fox knew what they were doing when they made it the game of the week. So, um, no, this is gonna be this is gonna be a good one. Unfortunately, I'll be a wedding, so I'll miss it. But um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna take the over here. Oh, I know, I did all that. So my the reason for the for that um, I have several reasons. So um, Matt Lafleur sucks, but. Um, Mike Pettin's a pretty good defensive coordinator, and he's had ten days to prepare for this Cowboys offense. Um, they played on as they played on Thursday, so got a little extra time to prepare. Uh, the Cowboys coming off a short week because they played the Sunday night game, so they had a little bit less time to prepare. Um, so some dynamics working against them, um, but the Cowboys are also without their star left tackle Tyron Smith. Um, and I wasn't able. I'm trying trying to see if I could quickly pull up the numbers here while while we were while we were recording, but I wasn't able to do it. But uh, Tyron, in games without Tyron Smith, uh, this Cowboys offense is is completely different. They're almost non-functional. Um, they think last year they or whenever it was, I think it was last year, the year before they had he was out for extended period of time. They scored single-digit points like three, like two out of those four weeks. Um, so this Cowboys offense is completely different. Dak is completely different without Tyron Smith, and so because of that, combine that with the fact that this this Packers defense has been you know, almost on fire, basically, uh, until they got lit on fire last week. Yeah, I mean, I that's just, I yeah, I don't know. I I, th- I expect this Packers defense to kind of get after Dak a little bit. The, they have corners in the secondary to be able to handle these receivers. You know, we're going to probably see, um, we're probably going to see your boy Jair Alexander on, on Amari Cooper in this one. Yep. So that'll be a good, that'll be a good matchup to see. Michael Gallup's um, back as well. So it's going to be, yeah, good, Michael Gallup's yeah. back. So, I mean, there's, so there's, 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 there's good, it's, it's a good matchup. It's just, um, I think, you know, like we talk about sometimes uh, off air, you know, this is a matchup league and I think Green Bay's defense matches up really well with the offense here. Um, I would like to see the Cowboys take advantage of this Green Bay run defense. Um, yeah, for sure. Because if Zeke, if they can do that, then you know the Cowboys could potentially run away with this one. Like you said, no, no <laughs> Jamal Williams, literally, no, no Jamal Williams. So Aaron Jones, um, Aaron Jones could have this backfield to himself, but I don't think they're gonna do that. They brought up Dexter Williams from the practice squad. Um, 
or I don't think he was he on the practice. I don't know, but Derek Williams is expected to be active this weekend, so he'll be the backup. So over I don't under, be don't be surprised, huh? Over under nineteen and a half touches for Aaron Jones. Under. Okay. I'm a, I'm I a, answered I'm too I'm quickly. Take over just, I'm gonna yeah. take the over. <laughs> 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 no, yeah, I'm gonna take. The, I'm gonna take the over. Right, I don't right, think right, Dexter right. Williams gets 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 eats in that eats in that much. Um, we saw him hit that number with Jamal Williams. So, True. also this game is interesting because it's a it's a little it's a little bit of a of a rematch, you know that that uh that NFC that NFC divisional round a few a few years ago if, if you remember that it was Dak's rookie year. Oh man, is that the that, no? It's not the Dex catch. That was another Bears pack. I mean Cowboys that, Packers. Yo, they they play a lot. Yep, yep, they do, they do. Oh man, this is gonna be a good one. Yeah. All right, let's move let's move forward. We got the Sunday night game. We got yeah. the Indianapolis Colts, two and two Indianapolis Colts traveling to Kansas City to take on the four and no Kansas City Chiefs. Patty. Mm-hmm. Fifty six point over under. Chiefs are eleven point favorites. Greg, what do you got? Uh, this is gonna be a good game. I think it's a good Sunday night game for these guys. Uh, I'm gonna go with the Chiefs here. Um, I'm gonna go with the Chiefs to. I th- actually, I know I'm gonna go with the Colts to cover. I think the Colts are a good team. Um, and I think having Ty back is gonna help him a lot if he's if he's gonna play. Uh, and I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the under. 56 is high. I, I think it's right gonna be in the 50s, but 56 might be a little too high for me to take. Um, I think you're you're starting all your playmakers here. Hopefully Marlon Mack is going to be good to go and T.Y., but if they're both playing, you're starting them. Um, Damian Williams and Shady are back and healthy, ready to go. So I think those two are really your only plays for the, that running back situation. But Jacoby Bichette and Patty, I expect them to have uh, pretty good games, as well as Travis Kelsey as well. Oh, man. I, I So I'm, take, I'm with you. I'm taking the under. Um, 56 is a lot. <laughs> yeah. 56 is a lot. Um, but I'm going to take the Chiefs to cover the spread and I'm going to take the Chiefs to win. 11 points is a lot, but this Chief, this Chiefs offense, Pat Mahomes is just the best player in football and he's on fire right now. Yeah. I know he got, you know, shut out last week from the touchdown department, but, you know, uh, this Colts defense is banged up. We talked about it last week. They're missing both their starting safeties and their starting middle linebacker. Um, so they're going to be vulnerable uh, over the top. They're going to be vulnerable in the middle of the field. Um, so yeah, Travis Kelsey, uh, Sammy Watkins. I'm, I'm, I'm expecting a bounce back game has to come soon, right? Like he's still getting the targets. Uh, he hasn't been, uh, he hasn't, we haven't seen a monster games like week one. Um, we haven't even really seen, you know, good to great games since week one, but the target volume is still there and he's still playing with Pat Mahomes. And like we say, he has a pulse, he's running the routes. Um, so Sammy Watkins, I like him. Uh, I like Demarcus Robinson. I like Miko Hardman as a you know as a as a flex play here. Um, Travis Kelsey start him up on the Colts side. Marlon Mack injury is interesting. If you are a Marlon Mack owner, uh, maybe you have maybe you could pick up Jordan Wilkins just in case. But I think I think Marlon Mack is going to play. Um, but I would still stash Jordan Wilkins through the Sunday night game mm-hmm. just in case uh, Marlon Mack ag- reaggravates the injury or anything like that. Um, even if you aren't the Marlon Mack owner, um, you could still stash him. But that would be my my thing there. Naheem Hines, are you playing him? Eleven point um, eleven point dog on the road. No, nah, I don't think. Especially if Marlon Mack's playing, I don't. I don't think. Uh, and in Ty, I, I think they yeah will probably enforce him a little more in there. Other wide receivers. Yeah, I mean, 
it'll it's it's interesting because if 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 they do have to go into catch up mode and a hurry up mode, then I I would anticipate Naheem Hines does is on the field, but how involved he is, then you're you know you're right in that sense. I don't know, but um, I think for me, so there's something I think is interesting the the snap percentages for Eric Ebron and Jack Doyle have have pretty much flipped. Um, to start the season, Eric Ebron was playing majority of the snaps, but now. Mm-hmm. Jack Doyle seems to be playing a majority of those snaps. So um, that's something to keep an eye on if if you need tight end help or, you know, Eric Ebron. Because Eric Ebron and Jack Doyle are both available in some leagues because people dropped Jack Doyle because he wasn't performing and then people dropped Eric Ebron because he started not performing. But those people didn't notice that Jack Doyle's usage was trending up. So they're both available in leagues. So if you need help, you need to help a tight end, um, maybe you can go pick up Jack Doyle or... Eric Ebron maybe would be a nice flyer, but uh, moving forward, we got the Monday night game. We've got the two and two Cleveland Browns traveling to Santa Clara to take on the three and zero San Francisco Forty ers undefeated, forty six and a half point over under. Uh, Niners are four point favorites. Greg, what do you got? This is a really tough one. Um, do we believe in this Forty ers team? Uh, I'm a I'm gonna go with, I'm gonna go with the Forty ers at home. Uh, I think they get it done here. Uh, they're favored. Uh, I'm going to take them to win. I think it's closer than five points, so I'm going to take the Browns on the spread. And I'm going to take the over in the game. Um, Tevin Coleman, he practiced throughout the week, so he'll be back. Just as this complicated running back situation for the the 49ers. But I think Tevin Coleman and Matt Breda really like the guys that are highlighted here. Um, I think you're starting Baker. Um, I think he has a bounce-back game. He's, he's coming up. You know, he did rely on the run game last game, but I think he – he gets a solid performance this year going against Jimmy G. Um, Nick Chubb, he's a beast. Start him up. Uh, starting Odell, you know, disappointment last week, but really you can't not start a, a Odell at this point. I think it's still, still too early to see. Um, and George Kittle, yeah, I'm just, we're still waiting for this breakout performance from George Kittle, so we'll see if it happens here. I'm anticipating the, the George Kittle breakout. It's going to happen. It has to. It's been too long. <laughs> um but no, I'm gonna take this. This Niners team is legit, man. I'm gonna take the under. I'm gonna take the Niners against the spread. I'm gonna take the Niners to win. Um, this, yeah, this Niners team is legit. Um, uh, man, in terms of who I want to start, the Niners are so hard to figure out who you want to start because they use so many different pieces, on not not even just at running back, but also at receiver. It's almost impossible to figure out who who to start. We saw, we thought it was it was gonna be. Um, Dante Pettis coming into the season, and then we thought maybe it'll be Marquise Goodwin because Dante Pettis ended up in the doghouse, but then we saw it was Debo Samuel, so then we're like, oh, now it's Debo Samuel, but now it went back to being Dante Pettis, who had five targets and a touchdown last week. So which one of these receivers do you want to start, Greg? Uh, If anything, I I think I would like Debo Samuel, but if you told me if I needed to start one, I don't think I'm starting any of them. Um, until I see more. Uh, really, if I'm in a pinch, though, I'll start Debo. Debo's the interesting one to me. Also, because the, the thing is, we also have to remember, so this Browns defense is, I know I said it last week, they should be beatable. Both their corners are out. So um, this Browns defense should be a bit beatable. Um, but it's just determining who's going to do it. So I like Debo Samuel a lot. Um Marquise Goodwin's obviously brings the upside. 
Dante Pettis, I think I would think I would need to bring I think I would need to see more from Dante Pettis. I want I probably want to see it two weeks in a row. The targets are interesting though, so um but George Kittle, he's he's that's the one thing we do know. He is the, the number one target in that offense. He's got a twenty six plus percent target share. He's the lead guy, so you start him every week. Um in terms of the backfield, I'm gonna start Brita. Um I'm gonna wait and see on Tevin Coleman. Um, what about what about oh, what about Jeff Wilson, man? You know the goal line back. <laughs> I mean, if you really believe he's gonna get that that touchdown when they get in the goal line, it's like guaranteed that he's gonna be the goal line back, um, and he will get in. Um, I wouldn't fault someone for starting him in your RB two or your flex just just for that point alone. Um, so yeah, I I probably wouldn't start him. Um, it's just that if he doesn't get that, he's probably gonna get you know two or three points, but. Um, think you know he he could be his guy to get you that 10 point mark just because of the touchdown yeah I mean the only reason I would even look to start Jeff Wilson in this game um and we talk about processes right um they're four point favorites at home that's favorable game script that's good um you know that's inclination that the Niners are gonna gonna be winning they're gonna be leading um you know might be scoring points so maybe Jeff Wilson gets in the end zone there um, you know, if, if they were 11 point dogs like the Colts, then we probably wouldn't be, we wouldn't even be talking about Jeffrey Wilson, but, um, you know, that's just a little insight to the thought process there. But yeah, no, like you said, I wouldn't, I wouldn't fault somebody for starting Jeff Wilson. Um, and Kyle Shanahan has, he, he's been telling us the truth. So, um, yeah, uh, yeah, I'm, I, we'll see, man. I'm, I'm, I'm excited about this Niners team. I think they're legit. Um. Yeah, I'm just I'm excited to see actually watch them play because I haven't watched one of their games yet. So this will be cool. Jimmy G in primetime. Um, yeah. So let's let's move on to everybody's favorite parts, man. You know, the starts of the week. Let's get right to it. Um, so who's your who's your quarterback start of the week, Greg? Yeah, very quickly. I'm gonna go with um the Evo Empire. I'm gonna go with Tom Brady this week going against the Redskins. Redskins are six worth against uh, defense against the quarterbacks in fantasy. Uh, Tom Brady's doing very well in red zone attempts this year. He's fourth in red zone <clears> attempts. So I'm I'm guaranteeing that he gets at least three touchdowns in this game. Uh, we know the, the the you know Patriots are really favored heavily. Um, so maybe Sony Michelle just gets a rushing touchdown, but I think Tom Brady gets you a big game here. No, I agree with that. This uh, this uh, Washington defense is beatable. Tom Brady should dog. My QB start of the week. Talked about him before. Deshaun Watson, my guy. Um, you know, this guy's he's at home, he's favored in a 50 point, 50 point over under. He's a four point favorite here. Um, he's he, my man was he had a bad game last week. He was still he was on the field working for three hours after the game. This man clearly wants to get it right. And there's nothing like a boost of confidence than playing the Atlanta Falcons defense because they are straight trash. So, uh, Sean Watson at home, QB start of the week, start him up. Greg, who's your wide receiver start of the week? Ooh, wide receiver, switch it up. I'm going to go with, switch I talked about him. Yeah, Alsh- Alshon Jeffrey, you know, going against the Jets. Um, you know, the Jets are the third worst team against fantasy uh, and fantasy points against wide receivers. You alluded to it before. Uh, Alshon Jeffrey's second game back. Still no Deshaun Jackson. He's coming off nine targets in the last game, so I think he gets that same number. I wouldn't be surprised if he gets over 10 targets this game, which puts him, you know, in that wide receiver one performance for me. Uh, I think Alshon eats in this game. He got a touchdown last game. He's looking good. I think he, he's going to look better as he gets more reps. So uh, I'll start him up. 
Yeah, no, nah, as, as much as I hate to say it, I agree with you on that one. Uh, my wide receiver start of the week, I guess inherent, I guess intuitively I switched it up because I, I wanted to get that stack, get right to it. But, yeah, you guessed it. I'm going with the Houston receivers. But which one? I'm going with both of them, D-Hop and Will Fuller. That's a confidence. That's a vote of confidence right there. Mm-hmm. You start them both. I know they've been down for you, but they're going to be up for you this week. They play Atlanta. Like I said, Deshaun Watson's going to ball, so they're going to ball too. Start yeah, them up. I want Deshaun throwing touchdowns to D-Hop, not D-Hop throwing touchdowns to anybody. <laughs> yeah, throwing interceptions. Nah, yeah, yeah, screw that. Yeah, we want those touchdowns. Facts. All right, moving forward. Running back start of the week, Greg. What do you got? My guy, David Johnson. You saw mm-hmm. how you saw how the Steelers destroyed the Bengals in the run game. Doesn't matter who was on the field running the ball. I think they struggle against pass catching Arby's as well. And you know David Johnson is going to be out there running routes. So I think he eats in his game. I think he eats in the receiving game a lot as well. You know, second worst against fantasy the Bengals are uh, against the rush. So I'm gonna go with DJ here and the high over under game. Yeah, I agree with that. He was I was bouncing back and forth between him. And actually, Joe Mixon, who's on the other side of this game, I really like him too. I'm gonna make him my honorable mention start of the week um, as a vote, as a uh, kind of a vote of confidence for him to start him up. But back to David Johnson, this this same Cincinnati defense gave up a combined 16 catches to running backs. Um, David Johnson gets targeted at least six times a game. You do the math. Let's go, David Johnson. Mm-hmm. Um, my running back start of the week. I'm, I guess I'm all about the votes of confidence, man. But I'm going with Austin Eckler. Um, I know Melvin Gordon's coming back. We've got this Denver defense. This Denver defense is straight trash against the run. They've given up almost 600 yards. It's not even week five yet. I guess technically week five started, but they've already given up almost 600, going on 700 rushing yards. Uh, Leonard Fournette had 225 rushing yards on about 25 carries last week. Austin Eckler's been dogging all year. Um, I know Melvin Gordon's back, but like you said, they're going to they're gonna work Melvin Gordon back slow. Austin Eckler's still going to get a majority of touches in this backfield, and honestly, he doesn't need a lot to get work on this on this Denver Broncos defense, so you start him up with confidence. Greg, who is your tight end start of the week? Oh, uh, man, um, you know, <laughs> the Bengals are playing the Cardinals. I'm going to go old man Tyler Eifert. Uh, also, this is probably my streaming week as well because he's available in a lot of leagues. So, Tyler Eifert, I think you should play him, add him, and play him. He's going against the Cardinals. We know how bad this team is against tight ends. I think, you know, even if the uh, tight end's coming in not with a dominant performance, I think Tyler Eifert gets used. I think he can has a great chance to get in the end zone today. So, you start him up and you add him up. Ooh, Tyler Eifert. Yeah, I like that one. Um, we talked about it. The only th- I will say one thing. There's one thing that gives me pause when it comes to Tyler Eifert, and that is the fact that he runs about the same amount of routes as the other tight end on this team, CJ Uzama. So just be weary of that. Um, if it could go wrong, I think that's how it does. But right, yeah. But moving forward, it's not going to go wrong. Moving forward, <laughs> my tight end, my tight end start of the week. I'm going to go with. I haven't picked it yet, actually. So we're going to cut this part out. <laughs> I'm going to go back to the well. I know what I said we wouldn't pick him anymore, but screw it. I'm doing it. George Kittle, he has to oh, do it. Man. He he absolutely <laughs> has to come through. He has to come through. It just it just it just doesn't make sense. Like I said, he had two tu- he's had two touchdowns called back already. He's getting the targets. He's the most targeted receiver in in this offense. I'm sure Kyle Shanahan, he knows that he has to get his guy involved. He's had a week to think about it. So, yeah, I'm going back to the well. George Kittle my tight end star of the week. Hopefully, we get this one right. Yeah, this is our best category, so we gotta we gotta hit. Come on, Kittle. 
Unless we pick George Kittle. Yeah, true, true, true. <laughs> All right, moving forward, we got those streams. Greg, who is your QB stream of the week? Uh, I was going back and forth. I'm, I'm going to give um, Garner Mitchell the honorable mention here, but I'm going to go with Jacoby Brissett. Uh, Jacoby Brissett coming off a strong game last week. He was uh, my number one waiver wire pickup for QBs this week and in general. Uh, he's going against in a good matchup with a high over-under against the Chiefs tonight. Uh, I think, you know, especially if Marlon Mack is going to be banged up, they're going to have to put in the air. They're going to have to, you know, keep pace with the Kansas City Chiefs and Patty. So I'm going to go with Brissett here if, you, if you're in a pinch. Yeah, I, I like the Brissett pick. Um, I just... I don't know. I don't know if he's gonna be eligible for this list anymore, man. Cause he's three top twelve performances. I know. I know. Let me check his app performance real quick. See, his uh, ownership performance. See if he's doing. He's owning fifty eight percent of leagues in Yahoo leagues. So, you know, it's still it's like almost there. All right, man. Yeah, someone. So my QB stream of the week. Someone. I don't. I don't even have to check the. I don't even have to check the ownership percentage on it. All I got. All I got to do is check Twitter. Andy Dalton. <laughs> um, my QB stream of the week. He's available almost everywhere. Um, I think the Cincinnati Bengals have also made him available for trade if you want him. So, um, nah, but that was a joke. Andy Dalton, he's got a matchup. He's at home. He's favored. Uh, both these teams run at a fast pace. There's going to be a lot of plays in this game. Um, I wouldn't be surprised to see both these teams uh, approach the 90 to 100 uh, play count mark. Um, so that would that would be that would be pretty wild. Um, but you know, these both these defenses are extremely beatable. Andy Dalton has a good matchup. And the best part about this matchup, Greg, guess what it is? Um, High pace, high over-under, not prime time? No, not in prime time. <laughs> there we go. Andy Dalton's not in prime time. So you can you can start him up as your Q, as my QB stream of the week with confidence. Greg, did you, so I'm going to put this on the spot. Did you change him to the to the QB for the – I, I, I did. You I did? did. You, you, you convinced me. You convinced me. <laughs> All right, so we got Greg on board. That means that that means it's real. Danny Just know Dalton, I did it over stream. Danny Danny Dimes too, so you know it's over real. Danny Dimes, <laughs> over Danny Dimes. So Andy Dalton stream of the week against the Arizona Cardinals. Book it. All right, Greg, who's your tight end stream of the week? Oh, I, I kind of gave it away. <laughs> Tyler Offer is also available in like majority <laughs> leagues. <laughs> I think you should also add him, and then when you add him, you start him. So it's like a two part kind of you know, gotcha. thing going on. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Well, technically, because you you said last week your start of the week was going to be whoever played the Cardinals. Ah, uh, true. But he's true, your true. your he, Tyler Eifert is your stream of the week. So, you know, Tyler Eifert gets to be the stream of the week while this whoever's the opponent of the Cardinals is your start of the week. So it works out. That's true. But if you, I guess if you're in a pinch, you, you talk <laughs> about it. The Jack, the Jack Doyle, um, Eric Ebron, they're both available. Um, they have a good matchup against the Chiefs. They're top five against uh, worse against tight ends. So I think those two are also in the play. Did you really just steal my stream of the week? Oh wow! Oh, <laughs> I'm listening to you. That's this. That's just me paying attention to what you got to say, man. <laughs> nah, but totally on board with that. Uh, Jack Doyle, Eric Ebron, they're streamable this week, especially high over under. T. Y. Hilton's banged up. Marlon Mack is banged up, so uh, maybe these tight ends get a little bit more involved. But I'm gonna go a little sneaky stream of the week. Uh, this is this is the DFS stream of the week. C. J. Uzama. <laughs> Cincinnati Bengals tight end. He also gets to play the Arizona Cardinals. And if you play on FanDuel, he's about $500 cheaper than Tyler Eifert. So. <laughs> that's good value right there, definitely. <laughs> all right. So, uh, I mean, that's all I got. Anything else? You, what are you excited for this weekend, Greg? Um, if you're in need of a defense, you probably should uh, take these Eagles. 
you know, just in case. And also they the Titans. They were picked up by everybody. Yo, if they weren't, then I got the Titans. They were the other team that would probably be added a lot. They're playing the Bills, maybe a Josh Allen-less uh, Bills. So those are the two guys you got to look forward to. Other than that, um, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to this week. I'm looking forward to seeing Melvin Gordon back. Um, I'm looking forward to all these storylines. The Giants going for three straight here. You know, man, it's, it's feeling good, man. This is a good week. Yeah, I guess if I'm gonna pick a stream, I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with this Saints defense, man. I know what I said uh, about the Bucks being favored, or the Bucks winning this game, but the Bucks, the Saints are favored. They're at home. We saw what they did last week. We know Jameis does like to throw the ball away to the other team sometimes. Maybe gets sacked, fumbled. So um, New Orleans, I think they're a streamable defense this week. Um, but yeah, nah. In terms of matchups. Uh, yeah, no, I think I think that's it. I mean, the the Packers Cowboys game that's going to be yeah, a good sure. one. So I think that's that's the game I'm mostly anticipating. I'm actually sneakily interested in this Cardinals Bengals game, um, maybe because that's where a lot of my DFS will be. But um, oh no, the Atlanta the Atlanta Houston game, that one, oh, that yeah, one o'clock game. That's gonna I need Colin Murray to break out too. This is this got to be a game for him. Talking about yeah, we just Colin we need like twenty four point like a twenty four point outing from Colin Murray. Yeah, yeah. I'm tired of these 19, these sub-20 point outings. I know. Yeah, so sick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and, yeah, now the Ravens-Steelers is also an interesting matchup. No, I mean, it's all good matchups. All these teams are 2-2, two 3-1. and, two, three and one. You know, you got some teams are 0-3, like the Jets, and 0-4 or whatever. So, um, no, nah, it'll be a good matchup. But, yeah, guys, appreciate you for listening. Thanks once again for being with us on this, this Saturday morning. And, um, you know, keep plugged in with us. Week 5, good luck this week. Um, as always, I'm John June, got my guy Greg Penniman, and we are out. We out.